Hey guys, and welcome to another amazing, marvelous, and exciting episode of the Snack Podcast. I'm your host, Helena Grace, and this is your weekly advertising and design snack. Once again, I have the amazing opportunity to tell you the story of another legendary advertiser. I'll briefly cover his history, as usual, and then we'll take a closer look on his awesome work and career. So without further ado, let's begin with the basics. He was born and raised in Bronx, New York in June of 1931, and he was raised by his Greek immigrant parents. He attended Pratt Institute, which, by the way, is also the college where Paul Rand went, for only one year when he dropped out and went to work for Reba Sokis. After six months, he was drafted by the army to fight in the Korean War. And when the war ended, he worked for the advertising and promotions department at CBS, where he designed print and media projects. But this was shortly ended due to a job offer that he received from paper Koenig Lois in 1960. In 1967, he left to form Lois Holland Calloway. His last agency, Lois USA, which created memorable campaigns for clients such as Milnolta, Tornell, and The Four Seasons, ended its run in 1999. During his career, he successfully created and implemented powerful ad campaigns. Xerox, Tommy Hilfiger, ESPN, and MTV are just a few companies that chose Lois to promote their brand. George Lois was a type of advertiser that accepted any challenge. He often took a failing brand and transformed it into a worldwide success, which is really, really impressive. MTV was one of those marketing miracles. Everyone was skeptical when MTV founders first presented their idea. It soon became a complete failure. A 24-hour rock and roll channel didn't seem like a good idea at first. Music publishers, record companies, advertisers, and cable operators all doubted MTV's success. After a year of failing, they asked George Lois to change everyone's mind through an ad campaign, and he did just that. I mean, sort of. I quote, I had a better idea, the big idea, to go right to the rock-loving audience and shove MTV down the rock-hating cable operators' throats. His I Want My MTV went viral within minutes after the commercial was displayed on TV. Another great success was Xerox. The process of Xerography was invented in 1938 by Chester Carlson, who made his huge discovery on isolation and gave it to more than 20 influential corporations, among them being IBM, General Electric, and RCA. The loathsome no-men of corporate America turned him down, missing the opportunity to produce what Fortune magazine would later recognize as the most successful product ever manufactured in America. In the early 60s, Carlson made a deal with the Halloid Company, a small photographic supply company, and produced the Halloid Xerox 914. In the year of 1960, while George still worked for Papert Koenig Lois, he started working with Halloid Xerox. Lois told Carson that he could make his incredible new product popular and prestigious overnight if he would just let him do a classy presentation on TV. This process started with changing the company's name from Halloid Xerox to just Xerox. The very first commercial they made aimed at a mere 5,000 purchasing agents. The commercial began showing a little girl visiting her father's office, where she ran off a Xerox copy for him and ended with a puzzled father unable to figure out which one was the original. This was a fantastic ad, but slightly controversial. The Federal Trade Commission found the ad deceiving and ordered to stop displaying it. George's response was priceless. 
He immediately rescheduled another shoot where they used a chimpanzee instead of a girl. The chimp lifted the Xerox pad, placed the original in place, pressed the right buttons, and took the copy to the same actor who played the father's role in the first one. Thanks to this ad, the 10 years ejected were accomplished in six months and the Xerox culture evolved. Although George is inarguably one of the most successful creative advertisers of the 20th century, there is also some controversy regarding his work. He was accused multiple times of taking credit for other people's ideas or for exaggerating his participation. Some of the accusations were true. As the New York Times revealed in 2008, George Lois didn't create the Volkswagen Think Small campaign or the I Want My Maypo campaign, which he claimed that he did. His former associate also claimed that Lois took credit for the ad campaigns and ad copy that he didn't create. Here is what Julian Koenig, his former associate, stated in an interview. In my instance, the greatest predator of my work was my one-time partner, George Lois, who is a most heralded and talented art director and designer, and his talent is only exceeded by his omnivorous ego. So where it once would have been accepted that the word would be, we did it, regardless of who originated the work, the word we evaporated from George's vocabulary and it became my. Although his life and work was controversial, he still remains a legendary ad man. In his lifetime, he received noticeable awards that proves he deserves his place better than other advertising legends like Ogilvy. Lois is the only person in the world to be featured in the Art Director's Hall of Fame, the One Club Creative Hall of Fame, with a Lifetime Achievement Award from the American Institute of Graphic Arts and the Society of Publication Designers, as well as a subject of the Master Series at the School of Visual Arts. I'm going to leave you with this George Lois quote. The more creative you are, the more trouble you're in. You have to be courageous. If you want to find out more about his work, his life, and his creative approach on advertising, you can read his books or his autobiography. And that's all for today. Thank you for listening, and feel free to subscribe to our iTunes and SoundCloud channels. Make sure you stay tuned for the next episodes, and keep being awesome. I'll see you guys in the next episode.